1: Listening to the All Metal Mode Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the shenanigans of Mike and Sue as they discuss all aspects of metal detecting and everything else treasure related. For those of you who play the How Many Times Will Mike Say Relic Machine game, grab a beverage of your choosing, and have responsible fun. We hope you enjoy the show.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the show tonight uh, Mike here, and we're going to have Matt Hoffman joining us tonight Like he has been, he's been my co-host, he's been doing really good um, Let me see, before we get started We're kind of going to do something a little different tonight Matt's going to be asking most of the questions um, Mark is actually at, he's with Matt this is gonna be hard Mike Mark Matt um, <laughs> M- Mark is at Matt's house because Mark's hard of hearing. he has issues and it's a lot easier for Matt to ask him questions so I'm gonna sit back I'm not gonna you're probably not gonna hear me a lot on the show tonight, but we'll get through it and uh we, we've got a great guest uh, you know tonight and uh, just it's going to be a little bit different I'm kind of excited to see how, how it goes and uh, how Matt handles it so before we get started check out All Metal Mode on Facebook um, I've also got the page All Metal Mode where I, I post all, my, all of my articles and stuff if you want to go read articles you can find them there I, anytime I, I do a new article I post it there XP Deus the new X35 coil is out Uh, Digger's Den we have some in stock if you're interested in one give me a call or get a hold of Digger's Den get a hold of Brian Harvey you can find us either on Facebook I'm going to say Brian's probably easiest to, to get on Facebook I'll tell you this if you message him through Facebook man that guy is on top of it I try to I told I told him I would help out and and on Facebook and if he gets questions and stuff like why does it work that guy's on top of me and I I rarely do I get to talk to anybody because he's already got it but you can reach us through uh, Digger's Den on Facebook of course the website you can call me um, you, know, you can reach out to us a million ways uh, but if you want to if you did did want to call me my number is nine three seven four one four 4578 of course you know if you listen to the show if you want to talk metal detecting give me a call I love talking metal detecting anytime so like i said let me get get my system back up okay we're good now like i said matt's going to be be kind of running the show tonight and i'm going to sit back and listen and uh how's it going matt Oh, it's going good. I
3: got my good buddy uh, Mark here, and uh, yeah, done a lot of detecting last year. Well, hell, and this year too. We've we've hit it pretty hard until the past month or two here. Now it's just been so dry that it's it's uh, well, and I mean, obviously, you could go out detecting, but it's like digging through concrete, and you know, at that point, it's it takes a lot of the fun out of it. Furthermore, plus, it takes a lot of the places you could actually go out of the mix, um, you limit you to where you can go. So you don't tear up someone's yard, especially. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been not bad. And, uh, <clears throat> nice to get Mark down here get him on the show. This guy is a silver, silver hound, man. He can hear silver from a mile away. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No doubt on that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, once again, I, like I said, I got Mark, uh, Seaman here. Um, and I and I just want to throw this out there too. I I had met Mark at uh uh I I went to this uh a club meeting one time and uh with a guy I know and uh he said, Oh, you gotta meet this this Mark guy and I said, Oh, okay, yeah. He said he loves to loves to hunt parks and uh old schools and you know stuff like that. And I said, Oh well that sounds right up my alley, you know. And so we get there and uh I I see him, I say hi and everything, and then a few minutes later I, I turn to him ask him a question and he just literally turns his head and walks the other way. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm going, well, okay, well shoot, maybe this isn't uh, a match that's going to work out. You know, I thought, well, this guy's a real jerk. And I, I just kept thinking to myself that whole time, like I was so like agitated that he just completely stiffed me when I said something to him. So, you know, a week or two went past and, uh, I get a I get a text from him and it said, "Hey man, this is Mark from uh, up at the club meeting." He said, "You want to go detecting or something?" And I thought, "Well, oh, yeah, he really wants to be nice to me. Now he's a real jerk the other day." And I'm like, "So I call, so I immediately I get on the phone and call him up, and I get another text back. He says, "Oh man, I I have some hearing issues." He said, "It's better if, we, if you just text me." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> man." <laughs> He didn't stiff me. He never heard a word I said that day. I felt I feel I still feel like the biggest a hole ever. Like just because I was like I was so bent out of shape about that. <laughs> it turns out he, <laughs> he he never even heard a word I said. So yeah, you know, I, I feel bad. But uh that's all right. Uh yeah, we've been pretty good friends now and we like I said, we spent a lot of time detecting last year super, super hard and uh and yeah, so uh I'll, uh, yeah, introduce Mark here a bit and let him talk. But, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, would like to, you know, you just talk about some of the stuff because, like I said, he definitely, no doubt, 100%, he has pounded some places, like to the point where if anyone could find the silver, it'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, usually if he's hit a park, I don't question it twice. It's not worth going to because there's not going to be silver left there um, by the time he's done with it. He, he, um, grids it off, he puts in the hours, and I mean, he <laughs> he'll go till there's not a single silver left in sight at that place, but uh, so anyhow, without any further uh, introduction, Mark, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Thanks for having me. Again. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Uh, yeah, we're going to kind of steal the show from Mike here today. Uh, you know, like I said, I've just uh, been wanting to have Mark on. I just didn't know if there was, how well it would work out uh, if he'd be able to hear. Good enough with the, the speaker arrangement set up I had and whatnot. So um, so hopefully everything goes good enough. You know, if there's anything he doesn't hear, I can hopefully just uh, mouth it right on over to him since he's sitting right next to me. But uh, so how did you you know how did you start detecting? And you know what 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 drove you to get into metal detecting to start with? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Actually,
4: back in the, oh gosh, I guess you was late '80s. My grandfather was. Uh, was a guy that went out and did it a lot. He actually had the old Whites, and uh, uh, I was probably 21, 22, and I was going to the beach. And I asked him if I could use uh, use his machine, and so he let me. And I went out on the beach, and I kind of enjoyed it. No finding a nickel here, quarter here, dime here, no jewelry, but uh, I enjoyed it. So uh, the next time, I, uh, a couple of years later, I was going back, and uh, I thought, this time he had a different machine. I still remember it's a White's classic. And, uh, and I, I took that out and, uh, again, didn't find anything major, but just enjoyed it. So, decided when I got back that, uh, that I was going to try this. So, uh, I went out actually and, uh, and bought a, a Radio Shack, uh, $100, <laughs> uh, plastic shaft. I actually broke it, as a matter of fact. Um, and started messing around with it in some yards and stuff and, and didn't really find much and kind of got discouraged a little bit. So I kind of left it alone for a while. Well, about 10 years ago, I was sick. Of, I was starting to get sick of fishing. I, you know, I, I fished pretty much all the time, anywhere I could for a long time. And, and my brother moved away and it was getting old fishing by myself. So I thought I needed to get a different hobby. And so I started doing a little research, finding out what was a good starter machine and came across the, at that time. The H250s were, were pretty, pretty fresh out. And so I, I went ahead and got one and uh, proceeded to, my mom has a house. Her house was built in the in the in the 50s, so went over there and proceeded to make her yard switch She's just digging everything and every everything the beep I dug, trying to figure out what the heck the machine was telling me. And I do know, I don't know. After probably a hundred hours of doing that, I I got a nice beep out there and uh, and dug down and found 1961, rosy dime, and I was hooked right then and there. So uh, found that first silver and. So did that for a year with the age two fifty. I think I found a total of five or six silvers the whole year. Um, just you know, those machines are great for clad, but after about three inches you can forget it. And uh and so anyway, decided I was I like the hobby, was gonna stick with it, I needed to an upgrade and, and that was right when uh when the A pros came out the one that's hanging on your wall, Matt, that I gave you, is actually the original one that I
3: had. And and let me say this, Mark he told me that that machine was hot and, uh, you know, it's, if you look at the serial number, it's one of the original, like straight off one of the very first few that were made yeah. or released for production. Yeah. And I took that machine out and no, it's, there's no joke. That thing is, that thing's hot. It runs way better than the one I had. And I don't know what's different about it. Other than the coil, there's, there's a slight difference in the, uh, the connector plug on the coil, very minor difference. Um, but, uh, Wow, I tell you, like you can't, like honestly, it. I don't have my original AC Pro anymore, but from what I remember on on when I tested that in my side yard, I was testing some stuff that uh, I got coins that've been out there for uh, five six years now, um, and I man, I just this thing was just explosive. Like I, just, I don't know why it's so. It's it's an amazing machine for whatever reason that and, and obviously you know you know maybe it's a perfect storm of events every machine and every piece of equipment you know you got some failure rate and some fault rate and everything so maybe every piece is just perfectly made in that particular machine which makes it so good I don't know but yeah that thing definitely runs good and he said hey you got you want you want to take this home get a, see if you can get it running I said I think so well it's at in my house for. Oh, a long time, and then finally I got around the plane with it and getting it back up and running. And oh yeah, she's a beauty. She's a, yeah. she's a well, now it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful machine.
4: I've had three of them, since then and none of none of uh, none have been like that machine. But you know, I was funny because I was really worried about that machine because anybody that's been doing it for a while remembers when those came out. I had some coil issues right at first. With those a lot of the a lot of the first the first ones that they ran out had a lot of issues and uh but that one never did and uh, you know and i think to me and this maybe i'm biased it's, it's what i learned on but the audio on those machines was 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 perfect to learn on i mean it, it really it really gave me an understanding of how how the audio and what you're hearing is, is 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 by far the most important thing you know you can forget the visual stuff and all that that's great but the you know the audio was so important and being getting of is map so eloquently told the story about um you know i uh i you know i really have to listen when i'm detecting and and uh and and there's just something about that audio and those machines and you know i ran an e-track for for about three years four years after after i got rid of the at pro and and to be perfectly honest with you i like the audio on the on the at pro better than i did on the e-track the e-track definitely found more um, but, um, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm partial to that audio. So anyway, I ran those and then, uh, decided, well, this is going to be a lifelong hobby. So I needed to step up a little bit, um, and, and see what this soup blog was about to eat back and, you know, was how, how it's such a silver magnet. And so I went ahead and got one and, uh, like I said, I ran it for four years and I loved the machine. It found me hundreds of silver coins. But, um, it's just not it, it, physically, my body just can't swing that thing anymore. I'm in my fifties now and, 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 uh, I was waking up with stiff necks. So I got tendonitis in my shoulder. I even put the, I put the X8, uh, the Sunway coil on it and it did help a little bit, but it was still, it was still too much for me. So, uh, so I decided I, I had to give it up and unfortunately, and that's another machine that's hanging on my <laughs> yeah, he um,
5: said.
4: So, so I sold it to Matt and, uh, Actually I'd already got um when the, when the uh
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer
6: over time. I'm here to tell you about and Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else. And it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feel Feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness with their 30 night guarantee you can wash, style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back, no questions asked. So head to bullenbranch.com for 15% off your first order with code RESTFUL15. That's b o l l and branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
4: Uh, LTDs uh, when they dropped the prices like crazy on those, I decided I was going to go ahead and give it a shot, and uh, so I've had that, had the T2 now for about a year, and I, and I like it, uh, but the fact is, it's it's for for what I do and the kind of hunting I do, it's not the same way as an e track. Um, it's not as deep, it's it's not as accurate. It's um, it, there's some things it does better, obviously like separation and it's faster, uh, but it's um, you know, uh, it's certainly not in the same way. But I'm going to stick with it for. For, for another year or two and really get my hands on it. And I'm still learning about it. I haven't really used it in, in the all-metal mode too much. Um, but, you know, that's next on the list to get used to that. And this, and then uh, we'll see
3: what happens. You know, one thing I found that uh, – um, and the same thing, Mark, and, and the same thing I've seen a lot of people say that, that you know, everybody there's, – there's no question, E-Track, phenomenal machine. It's an amazing machine. However, it, it seems to cause a lot of people shoulder issues and uh, a lot of head and neck issues. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I was using the E-Track heavily, my shoulder was just absolutely destroyed. Um, it, it hurt so bad day and night that the, that I couldn't hardly, you know, I could. I, I literally had to stop swinging the detector and just, uh, um, you know, put it down, and uh, which essentially caused me to get rid of my E-Track uh, at one point because I thought, man, there's no way my shoulder's going to get better if I, if I keep going out detecting every day, but oh, it was one of the best and worst days of my life uh, to sell an e-track. That, that was devastating. But you know, it, uh I let my shoulder rest for quite a long time, a uh, couple of years. And uh, um, the doctor, I did talk to the doctor. He said, yeah, you probably should get in for some, uh, the, your, your rotator's pretty much shot. And I said, well, yeah, yeah. So I never did that because I'm a blacker, but, the good news is, after a few years of sitting around, that uh came back to normal, so my shoulder's great and uh um now, I will say I do swing the the thirty thirty quite a bit with the seventeen inch coil, and i don't have those issues, so all in all, do i you know did I really love the e track yeah, but do I think the thirty is a more or, or, or better balanced machine absolutely because it's, it's there's no doubt it's heavier so um and and I think Mike, you'd probably agree with that as well.
2: Yeah, to some extent, but I'll tell you what, the the C T X tore my elbow up. Um, It was yeah, it man, it it tore my elbow up for some reason. Uh, The E Track my shoulder, the C T X my elbow, and that that that's a hot mess. Hey, um, what are you? I kind of somehow I missed what you said you're using now and running in all metal mode what what are you what are you hunting with now i'm i'm running the t2 now lcd okay okay that's what i thought you were talking about i just wanted to clarify that i don't know if i missed it or if you didn't say it but uh good deal yeah, yeah.
4: I've, I've had it for about a year now i, I ran it a little bit last last uh, fall and uh i've been using it pretty much i've been going i've been I' still take the a t pro out now and again, especially if it's raining or whatnot but uh, I've been running the t two now probably well, I probably got i'm gonna guess, i don't know a couple hundred hours on and now something like
3: that and, and, and that's that's one of those machines that the, you know I watched Mark run that and you know we'll do a lot of comparing signals sometimes up against different machines you know when we're out somewhere and the t2 definitely it's it's fast i mean i i can't fault it for that it's definitely a fast machine it's got good separation um in in some really trashy spots and uh in fact tell them about uh martella uh we were out at a park that me and him we pounded it now this park goes back you know around the back to the the early eh, early 30s and you know going into world war ii and whatnot and uh there was uh, government houses uh, for for some of the officers and stuff that uh, it was all built in this one area around this. So the real small brick houses and uh, and you know I, I decided back in the nineties it was an area of town. It's like yeah you probably you don't go out there. And uh, I was at another park down the road and the park guy told me he goes oh did you ever go down to such and such park? And I said well you know I said man that's notoriously has been a pretty rough area of town and. Cause, well, it's not that bad right now, and I said, "Well, okay, why, why not? I'll, I'll give it a spot. I'll give it a spin and see what happens." And you know, now luckily, uh, you know, in true to his word, it's, it's not near what it used to be. There used to be a, a lot of issues there, and maybe different times of the day there could still be, but uh, a beautiful park that's probably never been touched. Uh, and uh, so I started getting Mark out there with me, and we we pulled quite a few silvers off of this place. Uh, we've Pulled a lot he found oh hell you found a large shed out there i don't know what that was doing out there there was all kinds of crazy stuff and tokens and all kinds of really cool stuff and then uh the one day he, you know after he had sold me his e-track uh he was running the t2 again and uh tell him that story about <laughs> what you
4: yeah we hit we hit a big portion of that park pretty much there wasn't much left um you know i had i had uh Yeah, and we put up well, well over third combined silvers out of there, and uh, but most of them were.
3: And, and, and this, though, it's not a huge park. No, it's just not press, a big like part. Yeah, it's no. not a very big no. park. So, yeah. it, but a lot of silver for the yeah. size of the place. Yeah, and
4: uh there was one area. There was a big old tree, and I had gone over it with the e-track, and I know Matt had gone over it. With the CTX, and, and it was a lot of modern trash with iron, um, just beats everywhere, just just really bad. And, you know, I know with the E track, I went, I kind of went up, I kind of left it alone. So I decided to mosey over there because, um, you know, I didn't think there was much left in the park, So I go over there. And probably about 10 foot from the tree, I, the T2 locked on, and, you know, I'm going, of course basically crawl. I'm I'm in a crawl space. I'm going as slow as I can and T two locks onto something that's it's giving me an eighty five six It's Not that deep. So I went ahead and you know, clad quarter dime maybe. So I will pop some I'll pop some take mm. two steps and just get a screaming um just, just obnoxious ninety one right on top. I'm thinking this this has to be I'm thinking a can a lid or something, but I thought oh, what the heck I'll dig down in there and I dig down about maybe two three inches per month, and I'll pop a I'll a 1944 um, Canadian half dollar and if any of you have ne- never seen a uh, 40s Canadian half take a peek at them they're a really cool looking coin I mean they're really cool I had no idea what it was when I first pulled it out. So, I'm, of course, I'm showing Matt, and he's like, you got to be kidding me. I've been over that three <laughs> times. And so I, want, I go back over. No, actually, that was the end of the trip. We were pretty much done. I, next time we come back over, I go right back to the same place. Literally a foot from the base of the tree, I get another one of those screaming 91, 92s. And this time, it wasn't, it was probably an inch hung up in the roots. It was a 1940, I was a 44, I don't even know, something, 40 something uh, walking Liberty Half and uh and it's just uh, five feet of each other not with no depth deeper
2: than hey you guys uh you're cutting out some are you there Eh, i think we lost them hey if you guys can hear me uh hang up call back in well, the connection got funny. Um, yeah, hang up and call back in if you can hear me. I'm not sure what's going on. They're they're together, which is funny because I haven't heard on my end. I haven't heard uh, Matt cut up when he talks, but I hear uh, Mark cut now. So hopefully, the, I just I just hung up on them because they didn't even get that. They didn't hang up. So hopefully they'll call back in and uh, we can, there we go. Let's see. Hey, guys.
3: Hey, man, sorry about that. I don't know what the heck just happened. It just, uh. Hey,
2: I can barely I hear PC. you now.
3: Hold on. Hold tight one second, Mike. Sorry about that. We okay, just dropped no the call.
2: It happens. All right.
3: All right,
2: how about now,
5: Mike? Can you hear us? No. No? No. Hmm. Can you hear
2: us now? No, barely.
7: All right, so I apologize. We are having technical
3: difficulties. This is a good time to take a break. And get yourself a coffee and regroup, and I'll figure out what the heck's going on. Okay, yeah, exactly. figure,
2: man. I can barely hear you, so just call back in when you can, or or stay on the line and figure it out, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll get there. Um let me figure out
5: what's going on. I
2: can't here. hear you, man. Quit talking. <laughs> get it figured out. Come on, you're messing all up right, the show. Right. <laughs> I can barely, yeah, barely, man. barely hear you um if you guys didn't listen to last week's show, it was just uh me and Matt talking what well, was that last week oh, yeah uh, that was uh yeah yeah
3: it
7: was no and, that uh, we were week. talking
2: about drones and stuff like that and uh my volume's up guys I let me double check
3: can you can you hear me now?
2: Oh, it is on my end. Talk. Can you hear me now, man? I don't know what's going on, but my sound mixer. Yeah, we can hear you. My sound mixer has a mind of its own. It'll it, the <laughs> volume automatic or uh, went on, went down on its own. So, okay, go go back to it, man. Have well, it.
3: So, so yeah. So, uh, long story short is I legitimately uh, hit them spots hard and. You know, every time I think about that day when he found those two, that, that makes me think about uh, uh, your your good old place down near uh, Lancaster, there, um, the fairgrounds that uh, where I came up and, uh, uh Well, Mark was with me that day, and and I, I I'm willing to bet that he'll agree with me that even though you may not be in full agreement that uh, there's more stuff there, and I think the ground was too dry, and that's why we didn't do so well.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but going back to that, I, uh, you know,
4: I think people put a little bit too much emphasis on on depth a lot of times. When that, I can honestly say, um, out of all the, the the silver coins that I found, I would bet at least eighty percent of them are within six inches of the surface. You know, most of the silvers that I dig in the parks and schools that I go to are probably four to six inches deep. Um now a lot of time those might be on end or whatnot, but um you know, I know and I watched Natitect and with his C P X and and I've I've seen him do it so many times and hey, he tells me does it where if it's if it's not showing deep and if he doesn't think it's down there he won't dig it. And uh and, and and I know there's some times where where, you know, a lot of some good stuff is missed uh at shower depths. Um especially especially around trees and things like that, so
3: well, and I'm sure Mike you found a ton of stuff in your days of detecting that was 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 shallow that were really just amazing finds that you, you you almost question on digging it because yeah. sometimes it's you know you get tired of in parts you get tired of digging you know just random pop can pieces that are shallow but you know and I, and I guess that's for me that's one of those things i'm gonna have to i'll have to accept the fact that I'll miss shallower stuff sometimes because I'm just not always going to dig it now if it's a banging signal and it it just depends but usually i'm not too interested if it isn't uh in a park if it's not at least four or five inches or deeper i lose interest real quick in the signal in an old house if it's i'll dig i'll I'll dig a ton of stuff that i wouldn't dig other places but you know uh, obviously because for sure it's gonna you know i seem to find a lot of Really shallow silver at old houses and, and Indians and stuff, real shallow for whatever reason. Yes, yeah, I'll find, you know. Because
4: of, because of parks and schools, a lot of the, all the shallow stuff's been taken out for a lot of it. So, you know, at the houses, they're probably.
8: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
4: you know the guys have been hit that the parks and schools I go to for you know 40 years now, and so all the shallow, most of the shallow stuff's gone. But the reason I got used to digging shallow stumbles, I do a lot of I do a lot of uh, uh, old schools that have been raised, um, and, and focus on on the parking lots and. Uh, of where the parking lots were and where the sidewalks were and a lot of times after they stripped that stuff off, it's not uncommon to find silver there. I I've, I've actually pulled silver off I pulled silver off of literally where I could with my eyes. I didn't even before the machine even hit it, right on top. So I just kinda got used to digging shallow stuff.
3: I don't know about anybody else, but I have a ton of dreams where I'm out metal detecting and there's just ridiculous amounts of silver everywhere and all kinds of crazy coins and I'm just like why, man, why did I never metal detect this place before? And, uh, you ever have dreams
4: like that, Mike? just go back to the 70s.
2: I, like that, right? Hold on. I got to tell you guys a dream that I know I'm going to get messed with. If Jeff is still in the room, he can relay this. I wasn't going to say anything, but since you brought up a dream, I had a dream last night. I was with a group of guys and Mike Spicer was there we'd finished metal detecting and we're all like in a building and he kept dude this is the weirdest dream i woke up like what the hell he kept taking his butt and push and like hitting me hitting me in the butt with his butt and everybody would laugh and i'm like thinking this ain't funny quit hitting me with but i think like i was metal detecting and we were metal detecting and I and I suspect the dog jumped in bed with me or something and was bumping me because the dream got real weird it wasn't sexual it wasn't dirty please don't think that but it was just like why is everybody laughing and he keeps bumping my butt you know like pushing me with his butt it just got weird so yeah that was my recent dream that was no fun I I, like, I
3: had a dream one time I was out metal detecting and I'm I just the whole time it's like I just can't breathe I can't breathe it's like I'm finding all this cool stuff but like I, I can't seem to like I'm like I've gotta stop detecting. I'm just not getting any air and I'm and I'm like suffocating and then uh ah, well who knows how much time went past like that. I finally wake up, there's a damn cat sleeping on top of my neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, Oh well, that that'll do it I guess. Uh, right. I guess I wasn't. <laughs> but uh so yeah, anyhow, back onto it. So um you know, like I said, Mark and I have been checking for for a little about a year and a half, solid year and a half now, and we go to a lot of places. Uh, there's a, there's some a lot of parks and stuff, and um, one thing, Mark, I would was curious. You know, and, and I've never ran that T2 that you have, but if you stack the T2 up against. Uh, I mean, obviously, every machine has its time and place, and, and certain are going machines are going to excel or, or be better in certain areas. That, that you know, we can all agree upon that. Uh, but w- what would you say as far as um, you know your your confidence level at digging uh, targets? Its um, depth, it uh, good depth. Did you, I mean, are you seeing? I know you're still pulling a lot of silver. Yeah, I watch you do it, but. I think
4: I know one thing I realized real quick um, after you've run a, a a multi-frequency machine uh, for a little while um, you kind of get spoiled. Um, You don't, to me it was, I didn't even realize the kind of depth that I was getting um, because it became such a norm. And, um, you know, and and not only depth, but idea depth, um, you know, that you get, I, I actually, I say this and, and, and I say it in all serious, my detector skills after I got the e track in my opinion actually deteriorated a little bit because they're so accurate with the TIDs that i didn't really have to i didn't have to listen as hard as I did maybe with the at 12 um but anyway you don't realize I, I didn't realize anyway the depth that I was getting and getting that that six inch dime with that that seven inch dime was such an automatic with 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 the with the E-Track that once I stopped using it, um, you know, that 7-inch dime, which was the norm with the E-Track, I'm working at that now. I have to work at it with the T2 to get that. Um, So I definitely don't have the confidence in the depth. I definitely have confidence, more confidence with it probably in trashier areas or or with, with heavier iron. Um, but for what the kind of detecting that I do with, you know, coin shooting, um, and, you know, just being honest and, 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 and for a thousand dollar difference in machines, it, you know, it's, there should be a difference, but I mean, it's, it's probably, it's definitely not on par with the E-Track, but, you know, detecting with you, oh, the past couple of years with my E-Track and your CTX, I can say a lot of those same things about the E-Track versus the CTX. You know, I saw Matt pull... Coins where the track was 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 barely telling me that there was something there, and definitely not not a signal that I would even consider digging. I wouldn't even stop and examine it. And 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 the Ctx was hitting them with a good reading, a good diggable signal. So. So, definitely a difference uh, uh, there as well. So, but, you know, I, I'll keep the T2, like I said, I'm not completely comfortable with it yet. I don't think I have my hands completely all around it. I haven't really ran it much in, in the all metal, which, which should give me some additional depth, too. Um, so, um, but again, a lot of the places that I go to and some of the stuff that I focus on, um, depth isn't always key for me, and a lot of it's separation and, and speed. So, and, and,
3: and I'll tell you one thing that, uh, you know, Mark, and we folks were tossing when the cruisers came out and the the Equinox. And you know, I I, I, I like my Labs products. Don't get me wrong, but I was really wanting to hate on the Equinox for whatever reason. I don't know, but uh, I, I think that uh, not having one. Well, I don't really need one, but uh, nevertheless, uh, the cruiser on the other hand brilliant machine uh i i think that they, and i've had you know i haven't had it out as much as i would like to have had it out but uh i think i'm gonna have mark uh take the cruiser and and, and play with it for a bit now the one drawback for me is uh you know i i i'm very ADD, so i you know i'm distracted at the, the slightest noise and so if, if if i can't like drown out everything else going on around me i'm like what squirrel squirrel oh, yet yeah.
5: And, you know, I'm
3: off on a, uh, you know, so I it, it, I find it hard for myself to focus. So the, the headphones that come with the Cruiser, uh, I think, would be my only drawback. But, I you know, I bet Mark would take that machine and say, man, this thing's genius. It, it's phenomenal. I, I know it's capable of hitting uh, nice depth and, and nice separation and everything else. And uh, um, so that and the impact, obviously, the impact basically uh, uh, uh cruiser just uh with a few more features but uh um you know so yeah i'd really like to see him run that and see what he thinks uh you know especially before you know if you're going to switch to an equinox or get an equinox i'd like to see his thoughts on the cruiser um as well first you know um and, and mike you, you, you'd agree the cruiser's a great machine there's no question about it
2: i i really like it um yeah i love it um you know i i I've got a customer, I'm not going to say his name right now, but he's not liking it and you know, he's had some issues and stuff and and I want you to you know, this goes back to some people just a machine doesn't click with them. Mark the T2. I I've seen guys find great stuff with them. They like them. I personally I hate the T. I'm I. I don't hate it. I me and the T2 do not get along well. Um, you know, and I think the same thing's going on with him. But let me ask you this question: When he runs it without headphones, he said you can barely hear it. It's not very loud. Which is yours loud? On
5: the T. Who are you
2: talking to? On the T2? No, I'm talking about on the the multi cruiser. Oh, on the cruiser without headphones,
3: um, I don't have no problem hearing it. But um, for sure, I couldn't run without headphones. No, I mean it seems like a perfect, uh, and acceptable volume to hear. But then that's but see, there's that there's a lot of variables that play into that. Like if you're running places where I'm usually find myself at, I get so close to these areas with traffic that um, it, it makes it impossible. Like and then so you know uh, you know my experience is. hold, hold on a second
2: he's saying like turned on in a quiet area like 10 foot like if he walked away 10 foot he wouldn't hear his really yeah dude, so I, mine's annoying it's so loud I, and I don't hunt without headphones period so
3: mine's loud enough you could probably be I could be a good 30 foot away so I'd be like hey turn that thing down and put the
2: headphones on man. right it's loud isn't it okay so you yours is, is really loud
3: yeah, that's, that's, that seems awful strange to me. So yeah. I don't know, you know, maybe there's, perhaps there's an issue with that machine or maybe there's a sound adjustment issue somewhere along the line that, uh, could be causing that because, yeah, I don't have a problem, um, hearing it. If I'm in a place that there's not traffic buzzing up and down the street, you know, constantly, I have no problem hearing it without headphones.
2: Yeah. I yeah. I got so you. that's,
3: that's, uh, interesting. And, you know, perhaps, and, and that's one of those things that, you know, I say this, uh, you know, obviously, everybody wants to get something that works perfect every time, but the, the the reality is that in any product you get, any product that's made, there's a certain defect rate. It it, it, it happens. You know, it, it it's and so the potential for that ha- to happen exists. And you know, I and, you know, I try to explain this to people it sometimes because you know, I don't think that people understand, like, if you want a 0% defect rate on on every electronic component inside of a machine, the product has to be, it becomes super, super, super expensive. You know, even test for stuff before it leaves the factory, things can go wrong and things happen with electronics and that's, you know, that's something that's really unavoidable because uh, you can't sell a machine for, well, unless you're mindless, you can sell for whatever you feel like selling them for, I guess, but uh, you can't sell a, a machine in general for like eight million dollars because it's not realistic. Um, so you know that's that's one thing. You know sometimes there are defects, and, and but the, the good news is, macro and both macro and Noctis seem to have very good customer support and no problem supporting their products. And you know if there truly is an issue with the machine, they'll back it up one hundred percent, no questions asked.
2: Yeah, I yeah i mean i'm really happy with mine i love it um you know heck i wrote an article putting it as my number one um now keep in mind i there's some newer and relevant detectors i haven't used but i put it at my number i think it's very versatile and uh very deep very quick um multiple well, is great i mean it's it's
3: super intuitive and makes it super simple to understand and use and operate
2: yeah 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 i agree i love how everything's on the screen i personally i i like that a lot now i've heard people say they don't like that and uh you know one of my complaints about it is i don't like the 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 s shaft um it it fatigues me but I was just recently talking to somebody about that and I didn't even bring it up, and they said, you know, one of the things that that I really like is is the shaft, you know, and and I can swing it all day, you know. You can't make everybody happy. You're going to have issues, um, but you know that's my two two biggest complaints is where the pinpoint button is. I hate where the pinpoint button is, and, and I can't imagine like it being winter and trying to use it um, with gloves on or something. And the S-shaft, it fatigues me after a long period. Um, I just don't like the angle that it's at. But, you know, everybody has their thing. Everybody has... But
3: you're, you're left-handed like myself. Mark, you swing right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, Mark swings right-handed. So, you know, something like that for him. Now, now, granted, I have not been out swinging it for hours on end when it's been cold and I've been wearing gloves and super chilly, maybe that, that whole pinpoint button would start to get on my nerves for the location. If you're right-handed, no no worries, it's in a perfect spot if you're a right-hander. Or so. But, uh, so, I, you know, that's something to be, yet yeah, to be said for me, is whether that would, uh, you know, bother me or not. But, uh, I I don't know, I've swung it enough to, to say that I, see, that personally doesn't bother me. But, uh, you know, I, and once again, obviously, when you're talking metal detectors,
8: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: I, I, I talked to so many people and they said, well, what's the best detector out there? I mean, that's a loaded question. The best for what? What are you doing? What are you? Where right. are you? Hiding? I mean, it's not a question that can be answered that simple. And that's, you know, where do you live? <laughs>
4: what are
5: you detecting? Yeah, I mean,
3: it, there's so many people that always say that and then, you know, uh, it, it just and they're like, "Well, I didn't need a, a forty minute conversation." I'm like, "Well, you, you can't ask that question without me giving you the proper answers to to you know what your right. what are you, you know." And, and it's, it's just, but uh, oh yeah, you know I I I I cut through my mind at work uh, the one day I I got to talking to him one of my dealers at work and uh, he said he was headed to the beach and he said I ah, I mentioned something about metal detecting and. He goes, yeah, he goes, I took the detector out there, and we never really find much. I said, dude, don't give up hope. Take it out for a couple hours in the morning. I said, you know, it, people find amazing stuff at the beaches. And I'm telling you, once you find that one just big silver ring, gold ring, big half dollar dollar, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I don't know how you can't be hooked in general, I'll be honest. Uh, so,
4: but, yes, yeah, and, um, People ask me what's the most important thing if I want to metal detect, and uh, first things out of my mouth is where you're detecting at. Because no. you can have the, you know, obviously you can have the most expensive detector in the world, but if there ain't nothing in the ground, you ain't gonna find nothing. And you can have a you can have a two hundred dollar machine, and you're in the right place, you're gonna dig it. So, you know, I, I,
3: yeah, that's and that's one thing that I noticed from a lot of people that. Especially, you know, I, I see a lot of people that love the AT Pro and use the AT Pro religiously, and yeah, I don't blame them because it's an awesome machine, and once you're really good with it, that thing's capable of some amazing stuff, and fine. But, uh, you know, it, 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 I'm, there's probably plenty of people that could out-hunt me with, uh, oh, I bet there's people that could out-hunt me with an Ace 250 uh, um, potentially. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't doubt that it's very possible, just depending on, you know, and 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 you, Mike, all the time, I'm sure you get people that say, you know, what's the best machine? And and you're like, man, sit down. You got it. you got some time let me explain <laughs> this to you. But um, yeah,
2: a, now something no. I want to say, and, and I get this a lot, and I hear this a lot. Similar to what you said. You know, somebody could out hunt you with an Ace Two Hundred and Fifty. Maybe in the right situation, but you know. They all have their limits, and when you buy a two hundred dollar detector, it's not going to be the same as a five hundred dollar detector. Just like a five hundred dollar isn't going to be the same as a seven hundred. And in most cases, I mean, in most cases, don't get me wrong. There's situations where there's detectors and price range that stick out or outperform the class, but that still doesn't make it in most cases, uh, put it up in in the higher class. So, you know, is there somebody out there with a 250 that could go to a park and find more clad than you? Probably. Is there somebody that's going to go with an H-250 and find 8-inch coins, All you know, 8-inch silver better than you? Absolutely not. I mean... Yeah.
3: To that that extent, yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I I definitely... My situation will be more... For maybe a certain machine, you know, in super heavy iron, um, you know, it versus, but even most people probably aren't going to out me me with an a two hundred and fifty. It's just not going to happen. Okay, the machine's got limitations, but it could happen.
4: I mean, I, no, there's there's something too though, and I think in today's world, and from what I see, guys want to switch machines every six months. They want to. They want it every time something new comes out. They're going to get it, and they never learn the machine that they got. And, you know, and I'm sure there's guys out there that have mid-level machines um, that can find pretty much anything that a lot of guys out there with top-end top machines are going to find because they know their machine a lot better than the guy with the top-end machine. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I, I, I've seen guys that are out there with, with literally deep and deep machines that are finding stuff that I miss because they, they know their machines. They've been using them for 30 years. Yeah, and and...
3: I'm one of those guys that, okay, I got a pile of machines in my house. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of them. But I know that, I, I will say, I can tell you hands down, I know the the, the AT Pro, the E-Track, and the 3030 very well. And, um, you know, out of those three, I still, so, yeah, the, the CTX definitely,
0: in my mind, I
3: find I found way deeper stuff with the ctx however you know back to the e-track did i love the sounds that that put off were those just phenomenal sounds absolutely you know now all you take the cruiser the impact the rudis the um hell whatever else i got sitting in your uh um are, are those potentially going to find 90 percent of that uh uh the same stuff absolutely no no questions asked
4: yeah, but I don't completely agree with that, because I've, I've seen him with the 17-inch coil on a CTX, full pointed of doubt that I don't think a lot of machines would ever touch. All right, I,
3: ever touch. That is true. Okay, see, I finally have someone that agrees that I do have some detecting skills. Or maybe the machine does, I don't know. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I have pulled some ridiculously deep silver with the CTX. Now, nah. the
4: one dime, that one dime, every bit of 12, it could have been 13. It, it was
3: probably, it was down there and it was super worn. And he ran his E track over it. And then I was like, dude, I'm telling you, it, there's a silver dime sitting down. And I know it is. I mean, I'm, I'm positive just the way the machine was reacting. And he's going, nothing, iron, <laughs> iron. <laughs> he walks away. I'm over there digging for like a 15 minutes trying to get down to this thing because it was pretty solid. And, yeah, it was a, it was a super worn uh, Merc, but, uh, oh, it was down there ways. And,
5: and, and <laughs> like,
4: and that's, a legitimate, that's a legitimate foot down. I'm not one of those guys that passed the four inches of grass and,
5: and, and, and how
4: deep a coin is. That was legitimate. That was legitimate. And, and so,
3: you know, I, you know that, that's the thing. But, yeah, that shocks me, though, that you say that that guy's having problems with uh, hearing that without the speakers on, on, that, on that cruiser because that doesn't seem to be the case with mine.
2: Yeah, same same here. I find it annoying. Um but I don't know, you know, I, I think it now he showed me where uh in one of the 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 groups um that other guys were saying that. Really? And I'm wondering if they've changed the speakers or something or you know, we were even talking about a different pitch. Is is there You know, is it hard for some people to hear because of the pitch? Because man, I find it annoying at the volume all the way up. It's like I couldn't hunt like that; it it would drive me crazy. Um, So I I don't know. We'll see, but I don't know. It was you reminded me, and you need to join it. I started a a new Facebook group, Macro Cruiser USA. If any of y'all. if any of y'all are interested in the macro cruiser um you've got one join the group we'd love to have you and uh yeah you good know, times while I'm, while I'm thinking
3: about it mike uh i don't know how many people are familiar with the fisher f false uh or the the, the false uh, pinpointer or the it's under it's under yeah. technetics uh or fisher it's the same uh pinpointer came out about eh, last year, I think sometime. Um, and it's a, they got two different versions. They both think the same, they're just different color. One's red, one's green. So anyhow, you know, I was eyeballing that pinpointer and, uh, well, we're going to turn this into a real quick pinpointer review because I got something to say about the mind Lab one too. Uh, anyhow, um, I, I was getting agitated with my Garrett carrot and some other pinpointers I have. And so I thought I'd try that one out. Now, Brilliant. I love the design. It's it's beautiful. It works really good. Super picks up stuff from like a billion miles away. However, I've noticed and unfortunately if you're using a ctx or an E track, that thing and you can even tune the frequencies on you can change the frequency. You can shift it on that pinpointer. Um Git will just sit there and make your machine go absolutely bonkers and it will drive you crazy. So just Keep that in mind. It's a great pinpointer for every other machine I have. It works phenomenal. Um, And I'd be more than happy to take that one out as opposed to my my MindLab Profine 35. But uh, um, just just that's one of those things that I've noticed myself. And it doesn't matter what frequency you shift it to, especially with the CTX. It's not as bad with the E-Track, but with the CTX, forget it, it'll... It'll drive you absolutely mindless to the point where you you have to shut your headphones off and or shut your thirty thirty off uh, because you just won't be able to take all the all the 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 nonsense coming out of the machine itself. So, um, but uh, and then furthermore to that, uh, I don't know how many people have uh, the the Profine thirty five, which is Mindlap's uh, latest uh, pinpointer that they put out. Um, that also has a setting for iron um so it'll detect iron differently than any other uh you know copper clad or any non-ferrous metal so um i have to say it works really well i wasn't trusting it at first when i first got it and put a lot of time in with that pinpointer um late last year and early into this year and yeah no doubt that thing works really good um would would i say it's the best pinpointer i've ever owned i don't know if there's some things i don't like about it but for a waterproof pinpointer in the same price range as everything else um i happen to really like that better than uh the the Garrett pinpointer myself personally um but uh and the the, the iron audio on the uh, uh pinpointer phenomenal it it, it has not led me astray once um i dug hundreds and hundreds of spots where it was saying, yeah, it's iron, and I got down there, it was iron. I, I mean, it, but, uh, you know, now if there's iron, it seems that there is iron, and uh, let's say there's a silver coin way down in there too, and there's iron, it, it'll be intermittent. I may not pick up the iron every time, like, and I'll say, yeah, I better keep digging just to be sure. But uh, so that, that's that been a real great, great pinpointer, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you're using these days, Mike, for a pin pointer, but uh, you're still using Garrett or what you got. But, uh, <laughs> I
2: still have my original Garrett Pro Pointer. That thing has um, held up amazingly.
3: Yeah, I, I had a few of them, and, and I'm rough on equipment, and I don't take care of stuff as well as I should.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
5: Mark
3: would definitely agree to that. Uh, and I ended up breaking a few of those, but mostly because mostly due to my own fault and uh, mishaps uh um, but, uh, I'm partial,
4: I'm partial. I used to and
3: Oh, he went uh, on.
4: And I, I, I used to, I tried to garrison. I tried to, the, uh, my lab profile. Um, and they're all okay, you know, but I, I got used to, uh, I got my hands on a, on a CRX with the tip only detection and I would never use anything else. I can't go back to side detection by telling um, I love my TRX. I'm on my like fourth one, um, and you know, for for it's just to me, it's a lot more accurate. Um, I don't have and if you got multiple things in the hole at once, you don't got the side telling you keep it over here on the side, and then you got the other side to you know. It's it's just a lot more accurate for me, and they're plenty dude. I like I I've
2: bought, I've only used a TRX for like an hour or so, but I liked it a lot. That was a very mm-hmm. good pinpointer
3: yeah yeah and i in cleaning my garage yeah, the other week i had my uh mine lab uh well luckily i just happened to go through this one box I almost lost my headphones and wireless unit uh that would have got stuck up on the shelf and i would have never found that uh i misplaced my uh my MindLab pro find uh pinpointer and uh yeah i went out the other day with uh I didn't have batteries in some of my other pinpointers, so I went out with the uh, with that Fisher Pulse one, and it's just in your ear the whole time. And it's like, oh, I can't do that. I like, I I quit. I'm just going home. I can't I can't handle that with this machine. And uh, by the time I, I did take the uh, um, the cruiser, no, not the cruiser, the Impact. I did take the Impact with me, and I and I bought this really cool backpack. It cost me about ninety bucks, but Great! I can stick the large coil in there for the thirty thirty, I can hang a detector right on the back of it. All this thing's are going to be awesome. Come fall time, when I had and I had the other machine with me, unfortunately I was only out there.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
8: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: For about five minutes before I decided that uh, there was just enough lightning and storms coming from every direction around me that I said I, I better quit before I uh, become a statistic here and. Uh, uh yeah you see that guy that metal detecting me in a lightning storm yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't need to be the laugh of uh uh the town by doing stuff that stupid but uh yeah so anyhow that's what i had to report on those if anybody cares for uh some quick feedback and input on the uh on some newer pinpointers that are out in the market. but uh i know i know uh uh Mr. Genderman, uh, he has the, uh, Pro fine 35 as well. And he, he said he really likes it and it's been treated pretty well. So, um, yeah, I'd, I always like to throw any feedback I come across, uh, you know, from using something and, and trust me, if if I can use it and not break it because of the way I take care of stuff, it's, it's a solid uh, piece of equipment. So, um, so that's good. And, and Mike, I, I was curious, uh, I don't know if I've, if we've ever asked
2: you, uh what was your very first detector? Oh God, man. I gotta think back. Um Hmm Uh Bounty Hunter. Way back twenty some years ago, um my first one was a bounty hunter. Oh it uh, in, uh Quickly got me uninterested in the hobby um then my my brother met uh white dealer and my first uh i would say real detector was a prism 3 they just came out and um from what i recall they were brand new the prism 3 and i got a prism 3 so that was i would consider that more my first one the the bounty hunter was just enough to aggravate the crap out of you, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't, and I don't recall, I don't even know if I ever really found anything with that thing.
3: Oh, I'm sure you found oh, maybe maybe nothing amazing. I mean, I used to have an old Radio Shack special, and there was this, I remember when being a kid when I had this thing, and there was this red button on it, and God help you, if you pressed that red button, all hell was breaking loose. Um, I probably should have read the instructions never did that, but, uh, uh, it,
5: it,
3: you know, it was one of those things where, I, you know, I had infected with that thing for a few years, and, you know, I was pulling garden hose nozzles and all kinds, and some pop cans and coins and stuff here and there, and, man, I just, it was just like, but if you bumped that red button, and there was there went the rest of your day trying to get that thing to quiet down and reset it and well like i said i obviously i didn't know what i was doing that uh step number one the metal detecting uh learn your equipment before you try and use it and uh, yeah, i didn't follow those rules but uh you know it definitely did not discourage me from you know wanting to keep metal detecting and, and stay into the hobby and, and learning anything i could about it but uh Looking back on it, uh, it was funny, I had acquired uh, one of them same detectors, and uh, uh, I gave it to my son, and we were out one day, and he this was a, a couple of years ago, he was three or four, and he said, he said, Dad, Daddy, my, my detector is crap. <laughs> and I said, what did you say? And he goes, my detector is junk. And he said, it doesn't work. And I said, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, you're right, it works, but... Uh, I mean, unless you've got, like, a sewer grate, like, three inches from the coil, it ain't going to find it, I mean. So so that I think uh, uh, shame on me for, you know, giving him a pile of junk to work with to start with, but, uh, you know, I did buy him another detector, and then he came up with other reasons uh, he couldn't go metal detecting every time I try and get him to go. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure one of these days he'll, he'll come around and uh, uh, definitely uh, decide that maybe it's worth his time. I think, you know, for little kids, I, I, it's so hard to dig the ground sometimes. And I think that that's what would discourage him more than anything. Um, you know, even if I dig the holes, but, you know, but he wants to dig the holes. So, you know, it it is what it is. And, you know, if he doesn't like detecting well, then, oh, when I croak, he can sell all my detectors. I don't care. Or maybe I'll put a few of them in my casket with me. I don't know. That sounds like a good idea too. I'm not sure yet, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, if, hey, if anybody, Mike, you got that uh, call-in number. I don't know if anybody wants to call in, if anybody's got any questions for Mark or uh, just want to shoot the breeze about anything, uh, throw that call-in number out there
2: again. Hey, something else. Uh, talk to him about some of his favorite finds and stuff and, and any good stories he's got. But, yeah, let me get the call-in number. Um, I got to pull it up. I don't have it memorized. Um uh, if anybody wants to call in, you got a question for any of us, uh, the call in is 682-459-2977. Give us a call.
4: And if my boss is listening, don't call
5: in
3: here. <laughs> if my boss is listen, listening, I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I guess I never did ask you. I've never asked you that. What's your favorite find out of everything that you've ever dug. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's funny. You'd think you yes, ask
4: the guy who quote points you and looks for silver what their favorite find is and they'd probably tell you silver,
5: but I can honestly
4: say, well, one's silver and one's not, but I, I was down here uh, not by me in Akron. Uh, there's uh, one of the suburbs. There's, uh, they have a historical society uh, historical museum in and in an 1850s home. Um, but the home actually, the backyard of the home actually actually butts up into a, a public park. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go give that a shot. Even though the park's not that old, it's, it's close enough to that house and I, that I might have a shot at finding something. So well, I'm out there and uh, it was pretty quickly realizing that there's some little stuff in found some uh, flat buttons and uh, v Negro and uh, Barbara Dime, I think, and a couple Indians. And, but anyway, I got, I got a nice signal. I, had, I was using the uh, AP Pro at that time. And um, I dug down, and uh, out pops a uh, 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 little star-looking. I don't know if you've ever dug them back. You probably have. They used to sell them, I think, in machines, like in the 50s or something, where you could get it. they. They look like a you know a round circle. Oh, really? the star, and you could yeah. you could have stuff written on them. I found quite a few of um, like you know, to Good Luck Joe or whatever. Um, yeah, I've got a pile of those. Right. So, so I I pulled this out and you know, I, I, it's a, it's it's a dirty mess. I really can't see what it is. So I'm like that. I think it's one of those. It was just a star. So I put it in my pocket. I didn't think anything more of it. So I get home and I start washing it off and I'm like, wait a minute, this is, this is not one of those. What is this? Um, so it's very, there's a lot of, it's very ornate. There's some writing on it and it says on it, Army of the Republic. And I thought, what the heck is that? So I started doing some research. Well, the Army of the Republic was a, um, a group that was formed right after the Civil War by, um, it was for all veterans of the Northern troops. And they actually were responsible for uh, Memorial Day, as a matter of fact, and getting that to be a, a national holiday. And they were a group for Northern troops, and they were, they were around until the, last, um, until the last veteran of, of the Civil War died. And I, I can't remember when that was, but it was in the 1900s sometime. But anyway, when you, when you, when you join this group, you were given a, a, a batch, basically, um, and this was the bottom end of that batch. And, and actually, most of the ones had a, a number written on the inside, and you can actually identify who that was issued to. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, um, so that was probably one of my most, of my most interesting finds. I actually found, and the only one I've ever found, actually, at the same place, I actually found a protocol. Um, and it still works. I mean, it still rings. I found a sleigh bell. It's still a it, really cool stuff. But um, my favorite silver flag, um was in a park in Akron. The, the park doesn't date back that far. Probably um, the 40s, maybe. Um, and um, out in the middle of this field, and got a really nice, really nice, uh, actually on the track, it was a, it was a 141. And, and I remember reading something somewhere, the silver dollars come in around that, around there. Um, they don't come in where you would think they do. They come in at a weird number, like a 141, one, 140. So I dig down, and, and here's, a, here's a silver disc about the size of a silver dollar, but it's obviously not an American silver dollar. So, uh, and it's got some weird writing on it. It's, it's, just, it's just a weird-looking coin. So, of course, I started started doing some research on it. And this is one of the cool things about metal detecting. When you find stuff, and you can find a little history that's related to to what you found. Um, But what this coin had turned out being was it was an 1801 Russian ruble. And so I'm thinking, what is a Russian ruble doing in Akron, Ohio? Um, So I did a little more research. And it turns out that right at the turn of the century, right around 1800. We, being in the United States, started doing a lot of trade with Russia, a ton of trade, and they were paying us in, in these rubles, these Russian rubles. So, uh, but that was a really cool find. Um, not a lot of value to it. That in in good conditions, worth a couple hundred bucks. The one I have is pretty worn, so not really worth anything but the silver. But just, just, a, just a really cool find. Those are probably my two favorites. That or when I got a phone call from an old neighbor that he lost uh, his wife's wedding band. Can I come find it? He was hysterical and uh, I was able to find it for him, So, And that's,
3: that's one thing that I'll say that, uh, you know, every time that somebody asks me, you know, well, what, what did you find that's so amazing? And I'm like, everything I find I think is amazing. I, I don't know. I, I get excited about, uh, Anything that, you know, that has some history to it where you can kind of, where especially stuff that you don't re, uh, recognize or, or not familiar with, I mean, you dig up so many random weird items sometimes that, uh, and and anything where I can go home and then do some research Just, I love tokens, I, you know, don't get me wrong, I love silver, but I love some of these tokens that are local to areas that I'm in and places that I'm hunting and, you know, and then you go back and you do research and check old newspaper articles and stuff, and
4: yeah, you know, that's
3: that to me is is always a blast. But I've got a, well, I don't have near as many. And Mark's got a whole pile of really cool ones. Don't let him fool you. I've seen the stuff sitting on his workbench in his basement, and uh, just uh, there's some amazing stuff down there. And some tokens and pins and badges and and you know stuff like that. He's got a he's got a, a lot of it. And uh, yeah, so that you know I always find that stuff. Super exciting personally, but yeah. uh, you know, it, right, and, you know. Once again, I come home, I show the stuff to my wife, and she's like, man <laughs> And I'm like, "How can that now,
4: work?" I'll show it to something I
3: find that's really cool. Well, what's it worth? Yeah, what's it worth? That's what everybody. What's <laughs> <Let's> it worth? <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's it's stuff that these pieces and you know bring you to a time and and." the history of our country that that's really defined and shaped where we're at today. And so, you know, maybe this stuff doesn't have significant value, monetary value, but historically
5: it, it, it really
3: tells a lot of stories and, and, you know, what was happening and going on. And that to me is worth, you know, more than any of the monetary value things that I find in a lot of cases.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah I I agree, and I like that Mark was talking about the ruble. Is it rubles? Ru ruble? Yeah,
3: they're talking about the ruble. Yeah, like, yeah, rub-
2: like I, you, but, we, yeah, we you know, learned. That, uh, it, that's ruble. You see a
4: picture of it? It's really cool.
2: We learned so much through our finds. I mean, I'd never heard that before, you know, and and I'm sure you probably hadn't until you researched it. And like, oh wow, that's cool. Yeah
3: yeah and and I find some stuff sometimes that you know, and what's what's you know I wish that uh some of my grandparents were still around because some of these tokens and stuff I found throughout the city you know where I lived, and I know that they would know all about some of these places, you know back from the teens, twenties, you know thirties even and and at this point, like you know they're unfortunately passed away since and you know and just occasionally finding some people to that that recognize the stuff and remember when those places were around and you know just you know things change and times change and you know I feel like you know we have you know I just give you an example this uh, my nephew will come over and he'll say oh I don't know how to do this or I don't know anything about and I'm like man you can have the world at your fingertips go on young go on google go on youtube I mean people have worked tirelessly to put all this information out there it's, you know, when I was growing up, you either went to the library and if they didn't have the encyclopedia book, <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have it on hand, you're out of luck uh, unless you happen to find someone that, that knows it. So, you know, just, you know, growing up, I was never a fan of history, but I think that that's, you know, the, the for me, the Internet has revolutionized um, stuff like that because you can easily, you don't have to go on a, a week long quest to try and look something up. You can type it in and probably find the stuff within a matter of minutes and you know and, and for me that's great and then you know I love back to the tokens you know I, I get across some of these tokens I find and you know and you start researching them and you find out stuff that you never heard knew or would have ever believed was you know in your own city or town and you're thinking man I I, I would have never guessed that like it's it, it's just quite amazing for me. And, I, and I'm sure, Mike, that you, you're in the
2: yeah. same boat with some of the fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just – it's so cool, some of the neat stuff out there that you would have never known, that you would have never known. that You know, it taught you so much and just, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of some stuff offhand, but – um. Yeah, I mean, as you find stuff, you learn more and more, and you find. I love the history, so that's really what does it for me. Um, and I've learned so many new things, you know, and and a lot of mysteries. Man, I, I'll tell you one that that, that really surprises me and is really cool, and I'd like the the story behind. Is all the tokens you've found, are the Civil War uh, store card oh. tokens. Man, what is that yeah, just, about? And you found most of them. You said you found uh, some local, but you a lot of them were from. You know. Yeah,
3: I I um, probably found eight or ten locally throughout the area, uh, but man, from my my father in law's property, I've I've caught a lot of them. I mean, I can't even tell you. I don't. Even, I quit counting. I forget how many I pulled off that property now. And it's what's really crazy is like. A lot of the ones I found were different too. You know, it, a lot of different ones. Now, one thing I speculate, and I I really wonder, um, looking back at that property, the history of that property, there was a guy named uh, Doctor. I can't think of the guy's last name, but there was a doctor that owned that property back in the eighteen hundreds, going into you know into the eighteen sixties and probably the fifties, and up till I want to say where that switch was probably going into 1900 or so. Um, And I honestly begin to wonder if maybe at some point he was possibly taking those in his trade for some services and stuff. And, and then maybe then, you know, when they pretty much became of no value anymore, maybe they just got chucked out in the yard or maybe he had kids and they threw them. at like, it just makes you wonder. you, you, You know, unfortunately that's something I'll never find out unless I invent a time machine, which, uh, um, Bill and Ted tried to do that and it uh, didn't work out so good uh, you know, Genghis Khan, you ever see that movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, okay yeah, I've, I've <laughs> seen
5: it, yeah
3: <laughs> so, you know but but that's the crazy thing is yeah, I have found a, a, a handful in other places, but out there man, they're just like, they were just all over the place, and you know it, it always makes you wonder because like, you know, no one in their right mind would have thrown those out in any recent times like you know um so they, they've obviously been out there for a long time and uh well and by the shape of a lot of them you can tell that they've just been sitting in the ground forever now luckily it's not an area that gets heavy fertilizer or anything like that so that uh, a lot of them are in pretty decent shape um the, the last one i found was in phenomenal shape and it's one i haven't seen uh at all yet again so yeah i, I just it's just so cool and exciting to me to find stuff like that and uh um, you know, I, I, I guess I don't understand why some people just like, I, I mean, it's not that they don't appreciate history, but I, I just feel like they don't really understand, you know, like, you, you know, how it's what that old thing, like, how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been, you know? Um, it like, it's kind of like that for me. and And it's just amazing to me that i you know grew up like with uh, a, such a lack of interest in history that it took metal detecting to really open my eyes to you know what was built this country and a lot of things that have happened to, to get where we are today so yeah i've always i always find that stuff super cool now you know once again monetary value yeah some of them are, are more valuable than others there's some ones that i found in pretty good shape that i could if i really cared to sell them i would but i wouldn't sell them anyhow because it's more important to me as a is a memory, I guess, uh, too of you know when when I find stuff and you know so yeah I always find that stuff amazing. I found a
4: uh, coal miner script uh, one time. That was a really cool find. Looking up where that where where that token was printed, you know, back in the day when the coal miners work they had to guide the guys that do the the to, to calm but also have the stores and everything. they didn't pay you the money they gave you this script that you could only spend in the owner's store <laughs> oh, you know, it was a big <laughs> racket yeah big <laughs> racket but i uh, and actually that 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 token that i found that script was actually from
3: uh from Dayton, as a matter of fact that's where you're from right mike Dayton. you're out of the Dayton well you're out of where well, you're from where we're you're out of dayton area mike initially Mike,
2: you there? Oh, sorry, guys. I I had you muted, and then I I hit the mute button. Evidently, I remuted you. But yeah, I I don't. Dayton wasn't a mining town at all. I don't.
4: No, I think they were actually
2: printed there. Oh, um, printed there? It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
4: I couldn't figure out exactly where it was used what uh, coal mines we were sent to, but the actual token was print- printed
2: in Dayton. So. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, that's a that's a neat story. And actually, I don't want to tell it. I would love to, but I I'd, I'd talk to, um, we need to talk to Tim about his, he's got a really cool story, Matt, about um, the, the mine, uh, working for the mines. Um, oh, yeah yeah very cool ask him about that and i'm sure he'll share i don't know if he'd want us to share it on air but uh we definitely a very neat story but yeah there's even stories that you know they'd work they'd get paid in script then everything you had to buy everything at the company store and they jacked up the prices and you know by the end of the week you know by the time you were done you owed them three dollars
0: you know it, it was
2: it was horrible there was a big strike down in New Straitsville, New Straitsville, Ohio. That, um, if I remember right, was pretty ugly. Uh, I, I forget the story. There's even a plaque there. One of the first strikes, or the first strike, and and there was there was all kinds. There's I know there was something big happened in New Straitsville, for sure.
4: There was a show that showed uh, uh, those two crazy guys diggers was not their
2: name. Figures. Yeah, Tim. Uh, Tim and, and me, they actually did a show. They were looking. They were at
4: some 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 coal mine thing down there. And they were looking. I think they did find some script, but in
2: o- in Ohio. I don't remember where it was, Mike. Okay. I, 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 and I want to say I want to say it was Kentucky, but I'm not sure. Okay, I know down in um in. Wayne National Forest there was a lot of mines and uh New Straitsville actually sits on sits on the edge of that I mean that's where we were used to camp when we used to go ride ATVs is uh right there in New Straitsville and and then I I know some of those trails I know where there's a mine um they've got a big iron fence across and stuff there's a lot a lot of those eight <clears throat> a lot of those ATV trails down there in Wayne National were trails from the mine um, I'd love to detect down there, but, you know, of course, being in the national forest, you'd, that's a, a big no-no.
3: Get yourself in trouble real quick.
2: Yeah, there's it's even one... Right, oh,
3: boy.
7: There's even <laughs> one trail that
2: has bricks uh, laid, like, in an old roadway. Very, very cool yeah, down there.
3: So many, there's so many, you know, and, and like you know, and even I go on uh, some of the older maps and stuff, and you look, and you see, like, oh, this was, you know, even in, in the city of Massillon, Ohio, I'm like, oh, the iron works place, and there was this, and that, and then, you know, obviously, all these cities, when they started, they had to have these things, because, you know, they were trucking in stuff from all over the world, you know, it just didn't happen like that, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just really, it's times that are kind of forgotten on how things worked, and how some of these cities evolved and became what they are, and and obviously a lot of cities failed as well, which, uh, I mean, Tim's hunted some places that are just amazing, uh, that he's told me about that, uh, you know, just places just don't exist anymore where there used to be an entire city there and it's just gone, you know? And, you uh, know, that's, that's stuff that just super fascinates me. And, uh, and I was just thinking about it. I was, uh, this is kind of off the subject, but I, I was shooting video when I was down at this place. Uh, when I went down and met up with your buddy, Scott, uh, down uh outside of Columbus there I can't think of what uh, city that it was in but uh I don't know how but anyhow uh, you know I I did find the only uh round ball I ever found in my entire life well that I knowingly found thus far came from down there uh I did find one of those down there in that in that field down. that was down where down uh, like it was a park that... uh uh, I went down there with uh, Scott
7: was it Scott yeah
3: uh, it was a park down south of Columbus somewhere um, oh, I can't think of it and there, there's, there's old foundation back up in the woods and you were telling me roughly where to oh yeah
2: yeah that's an old man that was an old old site old site yeah I know right where you're talking about
3: yeah that's that's the only place I've ever found a, 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 an old round ball man and uh I pulled it out and I showed it to him. I said, "Well, I don't know." He goes, "Oh yeah, that's that's what it is." And then, like, like he's kind of up. No big deal. There yeah, you go. What we do? Just like well, to me, that's exciting. Of course, I will say at that place, I have yet to go back and watch all the video I shot. I'm, I, I'm kind of don't want to. I was, I was out there. It is super early in the morning. There's not a soul in sight. Okay, there's nobody yeah. out there. And I'm, I'm recording all this stuff and all of a sudden I turn around and there's, there's just this random helium filled, uh, filled balloon, like a regular balloon, a latex balloon, like coming right at me about 10 feet in the air and I'm going, yeah. that's weird. But when I saw it, the damn thing stops and I'm looking and then right then it was, as soon as I turn around and see it coming towards me, it stops and then it just goes straight up in the air like gone and I'm like, Okay, this is weird. I don't know what that's all about, but uh, where um, <laughs> uh, I'll be honest I, I literally i have not looked at the video because i had a i had even a camera sitting on a tripod there facing the other direction because I was trying to shoot some uh some get some shots of me walking up uh on the uh on some spots and uh yeah, I don't know where hold it's on hold from, on
2: but is this is this the park that we're the the park we're talking about?
5: Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. that
2: park. Okay, have you ever read my article about the button? My my yeah. button. Yeah. That that's where, where that them. came from and that place gave me the Did I ever tell you it gave me the heebie-jeebies? No, but
3: I'm gonna tell you. I was I was the only person out there. There was not a Yeah, that place sight.
2: Something's not right yeah. out there, man. I don't Dude. that place gives me the heebie-jeebies.
3: I, it's literally to the point where I, I really don't want to go back and watch the video because whether anything was crazy or not in that video, I, I have no reason why there was a balloon randomly floating around eight foot in the air right towards me. And then when I seen it, it magically decided it was just going to go like, it was like someone was holding the damn thing on a string, like walking towards me.
1: <sighs> and then it.
8: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: It just it went right up in the air and and gone at that point. Like so, I, I don't know. I'm almost yeah. Call me a, a, a or a chicken, but you know, I think the video's that's just left on my uh, on my memory card and camera. I don't I, think I need I, to. Do a,
2: you need to. to you need to do that and let me. I gotta see that. Um, yeah. Or you I'll at least. To get- got- or you at least got to look through it and see. If, man, I'm telling you, that place, it, uh, there's something out I, there.
3: I, he showed up. I said, man, this balloon like came right at me like eight, ten feet off the ground and was coming right towards me Till I really focused on it. And then it, like, it was like someone let the string go and it just went up in the air and then gone at that point. And, uh, I was like, there's no reason. That, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I, I, I you know. I, and I'm not a master, uh, you know, conspiracy guy of uh, paranormal or anything, but I don't know. It was enough to weird me out, and I'm thinking. I start. I called Scott right after. I said, "Man, where the hell are you at? Are you going to get here soon?" <laughs> <laughs> uh. Cause I was, I was, I was, was kind of freaked out. I'll be, I'll be straight up honest. And you know, I I'd go to a lot of crazy places. and I never felt that like strangeness that I was feeling right. at that point, maybe up and past me, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was
2: interesting. So that's funny, man. I I I I didn't know if I was the only one or what. But I'm. Did you Did you know that that's where I found that?
3: No, I had no clue that that's where that button was from.
2: Really? Yeah,
3: no, I didn't know that.
2: That's awesome, man. That that kind of just makes <laughs> me feel a little less crazy because that place that place always just gave me the creeps, man. Never never liked it. I always felt weird there. Um, I got to where I wouldn't go, like, I wouldn't go there alone. It just, I don't know, it made me uneasy.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, I I don't know, it was just an interesting thing. And I don't come across too many weird stuff that, well, I mean, I claim to have seen a zombie before, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, that's a whole other story. (laughs) But,
2: uh... That's funny. Yeah, I
3: don't know, and I also claim to have seen a kangaroo in, uh... Uh, in Ohio once in the woods, but uh, that's a whole other story, too. Remember, uh, oh, like that, I don't
4: know if uh, Matt ever told you, but he used to be a ghost
3: chaser, so... I, I did, and that, that's for real. Uh, well, I did. I used to have a website It was called the Fer the Paranormal Investigation and Research Team, and it was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, it took me a long time to come up with that, and... Uh, but anyhow, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah we've a lot of cool places, but... but By and far, uh, you know, we came across a lot of interesting things, but my number one goal was to, you know, to debunk anything someone was saying, because I think a lot of things can just logically be explained, but I'll tell you right now, I was very uncomfortable when that balloon came, basically walked right over to me, and then just magically decided it was going to go straight up in the air. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I would... Yeah, that makes me feel even worse now that I know that that's that same place that you uh,
7: uh, I didn't know that so that's, that's yeah.
2: Interesting, but, uh, yeah, dude, same place So weird Yeah, you gotta watch that and let me know
3: I, I'm gonna have to get that I'll get that video out sometime this week and run through there see if I did I, I might have had some cool shots that I could use in detecting videos and video. I, didn't I didn't find anything Well, I did pull a, a ring I, I, I flipped this plug and gold ring in there,
2: and I'm going, oh, Scott, get over here, get over here. I flipped it back over for the video, and, uh, yeah, it was plated, but uh, that's all right. Oh, man. Because <laughs> when I first flipped it, I'll tell you that. But. Bill said had one weird thing like that happen to me, not paranormal, but weird. Why don't you call in, Bill? Bill, tell us about it, man. We'd love to hear it. Um, Yeah, I man, that, that park it's you know for for the listeners the park probably isn't more than 10 years old and it's uh, a soccer park and it's huge huge um all out in the country and it's on the one side and and along the back it's surrounded by woods and there's not much woods around back um kind of comes to a point uh, you know it's i mean overall it's not that much much woods around anywhere or you know not that big of woods any part around it and uh but the first time I went back in the woods man it just gave me an eerie feeling and I don't do that I don't get that and um but that place just uh, heebie-jeebies man I didn't like it and uh that's really weird that that would that happen to you man I I didn't know that you never told me that
3: the other thing about that story is when I was there like I said, it was super early in the morning, ground super wet with dew and moisture, and you know, I'm just kind of wandering around aimlessly trying to get on some of these areas that you were telling me about, and it was just like, there was not like, I mean, you didn't, I didn't hear birds chirping, I didn't hear, it was just super quiet, and then, you know, all of a sudden I turned around and that balloon's like, it's right in my face, like, I mean, it's probably, I don't know. 20 25 feet at the most away from me just traveling right towards me like and and i was just like oh, man what the hell's going
5: on
2: here man i'll tell you i'll tell you what i, mean, I might be wrong it might be that i'm crazy but that place gives me uh, the feeling like something's tainted there something went wrong somebody i don't know man it's just That place just makes me uneasy. We got Bill Bill on the line. Oh, oh, Bill? Yep. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Tell us the story, man. All right. Well, uh,
7: i got to preface it a little bit, you know, to put things into context because I don't want people to think I'm a grave robber. All right. So, in uh, 2014, we were digging uh, in old Washington, Ohio for Morgan's Grave, and uh, we were digging for the Historical Society in Guernsey County. And one of the tasks that we had to do is, uh, over time, they lost the old uh, cast-iron road markers in the in the uh, cemetery up there. So while we were in there, they asked, you know, the town, the mayor, everybody was in on it, you know, full permission. It, you know, of course, we're being respectful and everything else. We're in the process of finding these old uh, cast-iron road markers because there's a guy that's been working for several years to identify some of the graves so that it's not lost in history because a lot of that stuff is oral information. Uh same same story we always hear, the courthouse burnt down, and that's where all the records were at. So and uh so anyway, make a long story short, um, we were up there finding these row markers and a couple of the guys that we had in there with us, you know, were uh finding the the Grand Army of the Republic uh grave markers that were not marking a grave. They were just moved around, not anywhere near a headstone or anything. And we carried everything out to the truck. So uh the next weekend we went out there after we went through the finds, I grabbed those, uh, you know, they were grand army, of the Republic grave markers, you know, for civil war soldiers or right. after they came home. And, uh, you know, those don't belong in our personal collections. Those belong out there in the cemetery. So I think there were three or four of them just broken pieces of some stuff. And so next weekend we went out, um, we usually start about eight o'clock in the morning. I'd, I'd show up out there about six o'clock, just to get stuff organized or whatever. Uh, first thing I did was drive up to Cemetery Hill and uh, took those grave markers back and set them by uh, an old cedar tree up the top of the hill. And as, as, as I was walking through the gate, I was, I was just kind of mumbling to myself and laughing at myself at the same time. And I said, hey, folks, it's us again. It's to show you we're not, you know, up here, uh, you know, for our own, you know, personal reasons or anything. We're showing you the most respect that we can. I figure these things belong here and not in our collection and as i sat him down at the bottom of a tree and walked off, i said "Now see what kind of a nice guy i am you think you could at least give me a silver dollar <laughs> and I, I i swear on my grave right now two hours later i had my first morgan silver dollar in my in my pouch
2: oh no right. kidding
7: and i had i had goosebumps that looked like mountains on my arms right just because of the circumstances now now you know i don't believe in all that stuff but you know that was weird, especially yeah. considering my buddy. Uh, one of his plugs was literally um, where he bent down on both his knees. and His plug would be right in front of him. Um, the Morgan dollar was literally between his knees while he was digging that can floor.
2: Oh my god!
7: So I, I don't know. I you know, believe, just, in, just I kind of believe in.
2: I believe in stuff like that. I think things, you know, and. <laughs> I know you don't want to be a part of this. I know you don't want to... I, I'll tell you what. I have hunted in cemeteries. I know other people that have hunted in cemeteries with full mm-hmm. permission. And I think it can very much be, respected, be done respectfully. And here's the thing. I have never had anybody that has a problem with me doing it other than other detectorists they say it makes us look bad i can't believe you do that that's disrespectful well i have i have i have talked to people while i'm in the cemetery hey you find anything how you doing i'm respectful i i if i find any markers i put them back um any anything i can do while i'm there i pull out trash you always find trash um beer cans and stuff like that um you know, if I if I get around somebody, I, I'll leave and, you know, get away from them. But they'll talk to you. People people have no problem, even you metal detecting near, you know, I, I don't metal detect over the graves. I'll metal detect between them. I've never in my life ran into anybody while I'm metal detecting in a cemetery that's had an issue with it. But you tell a fellow detectorist and they think you're a piece of crap.
7: Yep, exactly. I, I will tell you, you know, the back you up a little bit the whole time we're up there we're up there for 11 weeks and uh we spent a lot of time in the cemetery and a lot of people come you know visit their loved ones or whatever and lay flowers on the graves and that type of thing and you're right not one person had any kind of interest in what we were doing in the cemetery uh, but they did have interest in what what we're finding and they of course they had no idea that you know we were basically working for the town the historical society mm-hmm. and of course and that's be the first that. thing we tell them yeah. No, they didn't know. They didn't care. Just, hi, how are you? Uh, we're mm-hmm. going this direction. You're mm-hmm. over there, not bothering us. Mm-hmm. So, you're
2: right. Yeah, and and but uh, yet, every week, almost every week on uh, in one of the Facebook groups, not always the same one, I just mean different ones, you'll see people, somebody will say, you know, a newbie will say, can you hunt, hunt uh, cemeteries? And you will get more responses on that subject than most of the others, and people get heated, they get upset. You, you know what? I, like I said, only people I've ever found that had an issue with it was fellow detectors. I, I don't believe in in hunting over top of the graves. I don't. Uh, you got to do it with permission. Don't be disrespectful. I know a guy in Dayton. Woodlawn Cemetery is the most famous uh cemetery in Dayton. He had permission to hunt there for years. There was no issues. He's seen people, on it's it's huge, and, and very, very busy, and never had any issues. Um, people mm-hmm. don't care. You know, you got to do it respectful and be nice, and, and I'm not telling you to do it, and you can disagree with me, but I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I just don't have right. a problem. Did you, know, you it, see the... Go ahead.
7: I'm sorry. I, I have a heck of a hard time hearing on the phone, Mike, for some reason, when they're, like, with the shows or whatever, but... Uh, did, did you see the the video that was, I think it was on NBC News here? Maybe six, seven months ago, they were wanting uh, they had uh, security footage of some guys in there with a the number two shovel and a bounty hunter, and uh, in a cemetery. And they were they put them out there. You know, they need the the public's help to identify these two men that came in and uh, were robbing graves. So I, I was thought to myself, the guys probably aren't in there robbing graves. They're in there metal detecting the cemetery. Right. I don't know if they left their holes open or what, but, you know, of course, you know, somebody got a got footage of them on a security camera, so, you know, they they automatically think that they're in there digging up a casket or something, you know? Right. Which is (laughs) more
2: yeah, and that's why you do it with permission. I mean, you don't ever, uh, and I don't make a habit of it, but I have got permission that some of the old, you know, out in the country little ones, um, You know, I just, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. If somebody wants to metal detect over my grave someday, have at it. You know, take a a minute to read my headstone. I'll be happy. uh,
7: Exactly. (laughs) Somebody, I think it was Mark that mentioned earlier, I was in the van driving at the time, but he said, you know, talked about if his kids aren't interested, he's going to be buried with his metal detectors. Mm -hmm. Could you Uh, imagine somebody 50 or 100 years from now uh, getting this great signal and <laughs> actually digging up a metal detector.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. So. Right? Right? Yeah. But, now, hey, what's actually, your actually I do have a... Go ahead.
7: I, I, I do have a question for Mark real quick. Uh, Mark, you mentioned something about uh, a badge or something that you found that looked like a token earlier. and Yes. Okay, was that uh, Sons of Union Veterans that uh, that was made for?
4: Army, Army, Army of the Republic.
7: Army of the, okay. That's so a that's the Grand Army of the Republic. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that's a GAR, okay. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found, uh, well, Mike, that field that we have both hunted is, uh, you know, which one I'm talking about. No. I found a son of...
2: Oh, yeah, yes, the, yes, yes, yeah,
7: I know, yep. Okay, I don't want, you know, it's no, you. I know. The second you say anything about it, it's so easily researchable <laughs> yeah no
2: i know what you're talking about uh,
7: yeah i found a sign of uh union veterans uh badge out there that's actually one of my first finds i found from across the road from the field i very never cool. could find the bar that goes up above the ribbon i trust me i searched
2: that's very uh, cool
7: but that's that was pretty neat but uh yeah.
2: Anyway, that is neat.
7: I guess I'll get off of here and uh, finish listening to the show. and am enjoying it. Mike's got a lot of, a lot of decent stories there. So,
2: good deal. Yeah, glad. Hey, glad you nice called setting. in on that story. That's very interesting. Very neat. All right,
7: guys, I'm gonna go change my shirt, and uh, I'll talk to you later.
2: All right, talk to you later, Bill. Thanks for calling. <laughs> See you. Bye. So yep. we're Bye. we're we're talking about um, cemeteries. What's your guys' take on that?
3: I take. Um, listen, I believe in possibility. That's why I metal detect. Maybe not probability, but possibility. And I, I think that uh, if you put things into perspective, uh, you know, we're on a planet in a seemingly endless universe that uh, kind of goes on forever. Uh, it doesn't sound as crazy in, in, in those
2: terms to me. So uh, well, no, I'm a believer in. Possibility. No, I'm saying what you're. Take on metal detecting In cemeteries oh, take on metal. Oh, I thought
3: you meant my take on uh, uh, The possibility of Some ghost activity Oh, You know <laughs> I personally uh, <laughs> I personally Don't think that uh, I would metal detect In a cemetery No okay If it's a
5: If it's
3: a cemetery that's you know been gone for years, and it's, you know, you didn't even know there was a cemetery that just happened to be an old cemetery, like a small cemetery on a farm property or something that that no one's really, that's a little different, but, you know, I I don't know, I think as long as you're doing it respectfully, and, and, you know, I I wouldn't do it just for the sheer fact that I don't want people thinking I'm out there robbing Um just for that alone. I
2: agree, man, and, you, I mean, it's got to be done correctly and respectfully and with permission
3: he told me he used to hunt cemeteries all the time, and I was like, no, you can't be serious. he's like, oh, yeah. And, and with, you know, he, would, he was like, yeah, back in the day, you know, a lady a widow, she lost her husband or something, and maybe she put the ring up on the, the gravestone, and over the years it would fall off. And he was going on and bragging about how many rings and stuff he found. And, and I'm like, dude, that's just kind of crossing the line. I mean, like, that's... Oh, yeah. uh, you know, those were you know, it wasn't legitimately lost. Someone didn't drop it by mistake, it was left there on purpose. Like that's to me that 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 seems to cross the line and
5: yeah, you know, I I, I well, really, well hold on, let me
2: let me say something. Sorry. I have never found a ring in a cemetery. Um, I've never found anything that I felt like my I've only hunted really old cemeteries. I've only hunted cemeteries out in the country with permission. And where I find my stuff is there's always an open area. Look at an old cemetery out in the country. You know, they used to sometimes come for miles and picnic for the day and stuff. And I have found a, a few things and a few coins in those areas. But, like, uh, first off, I've never even had much luck at cemeteries. But when I have, it's it's been... You know out out in the open areas a lot of them had churches you know a lot of them had had church sites that are now gone and stuff and uh so i just don't there's a there's a right way and a wrong way for sure and if i found a ring you know in between the rows behind a, a headstone i'm gonna put that back that's not for me um you know i agree you know that's not that's not a good way to do it i mean him taking rings, uh, that's not cool. It's got to be done respectfully.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think for sure there's there's no question on that. It, it's got to be something that's, yeah. you know, it, when you have – the other thing this guy that I knew, he would tell, he told – well, I know who he is. I still know him. But, yeah, he told me that uh, they used to sneak into the cemeteries and metal detect them, and he'd find all this amazing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know – as a bitch. I hope it catches up with
2: you someday. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think... Like I think handling. it can be done in a very bad way. Uh, I've never snuck into a cemetery. I think that's wrong. Uh, I think you're asking for trouble, not just for, for you, but fellow detectorists. And, uh, but yeah, Bill... I don't think Bill heard me, but he said old cemeteries have picnic sites in them. Very true. That's what I was saying, Bill. I just... Uh, I don't. You must have not have heard it, but yeah, they, they did. I and and you know, I have no problem hitting that. You know, I mean, um, but like I said, I've also never. The I mean, I'll tell you what. I found a lot of markers. I found a lot of uh, Civil War uh, markers, uh, veteran markers, GAR. I I think is it, not GAR. Uh, War of eighteen twelve, but have I found GAR or is that just because we were talking about it? I know I found markers for military and I've I've never I would never take them I put them up I find the closest headstone where a guy could have served and, and you know or sometimes it says on his headstone and I'll put it back up I mean, that's the right thing to do he yeah, said yeah no I agree he mean, said I... go ahead go ahead
4: Part of the, part of the, the problem that the hobby has is there's not a lot of there's not enough people like you out there that are respecting stuff, you know. I mean, I think yeah, we yeah. all follow behind somebody that left a bunch of holes in the ground, or you know what I mean, sneaking on properties, or you know that yeah. kind of thing. And, that, and that's all a bad name, you know. Uh, that's that's what's going to get us That's what's going to get a guy like me who does mostly. Public
2: property banned from doing those properties because, you know, we got a lot of people out there that don't respect it. So, oh, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah it happens. A- um, it, you're, you're absolutely right, and, and we got to be careful. And, um, he, Bill said where he found that Morgan dollar, uh, two friction primers, uh, for Union Cavalry parrot cannons came out of there. So, that's pretty wow. cool. Um, I know, uh, Bob that used to do the podcast with me he he had a I know at least of one time he got um, he talked to like the local historian he's like go do this cemetery you know Bob had stopped and talked to him and you know people don't have issues with it overall it's people in the hobby have issues with it and um. but yeah I, I, I get it and you're right not everybody looks at it like me I mean there's people that would dig everything leave nasty holes and dig over the the burial site and everything else but um, you you know so I I get that I get that All
3: right, Mike Uh, I think Mark's gotta get moving here he's he's gotta get up at the crack of dawn he's been doing a new job lately and, uh yeah, it requires... Yeah, we,
2: we can call tonight, guys. I appreciate you coming cook. on. I myself am... I'm a free man. Okay, i got
3: to go into the office tomorrow, <laughs> too, but, uh, <laughs> That doesn't change what time I get up or do
0: anything,
2: so... Right. Yeah, uh, and I know boss is listening, so... See what kind of dedicated employees you got there? <laughs> right, right. That's funny. All right, guys, hey... <laughs> Mark, thanks for coming on. It was great talking to you, and good job tonight, Matt, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Good night, next guys. Time up. Up.
3: Yeah, next, time, next time you're up, Mike, uh, we need to get together and uh, I'd and love get to. out there. because
2: I'd love to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, You'll
3: see what I talk about when I say, Mark, he will pound a place dry like he will he will clean a place out to the point that you go, <laughs> man, I, I'm not even going to bother. There's, there, It's not worth my time. No, no
2: signals. It's just quiet.
3: Oh. It's <clears throat> just like, just it, threshold. You might come across a, a random, uh, possibly a random nickel or something at best if you're lucky, but that's that's about it.
5: You're going to find
3: nothing but flaw and uh uh, if there's any if there's any uh, high mid tone any high tone signal, they're gone. They're not there when he's done with it. You can't find it if you don't dig it. By
2: <laughs> right, true story. True story. Mark, uh, he he just likes to pick out the old stuff, the deep stuff.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm I, that's the downfall with that that 17 inch coil is man. When I hear stuff that's way down there, I get super excited, and if it ain't, if it ain't at least six inches generally on a on a on a park properly. I'm park property I'm like yeah, you can stay there. I I just and I know (laughs) I know I know I I miss and pass up a lot of cool stuff, but I can't
2: help myself sometimes. That's funny, yeah. It's it's hard, you know, he's right. You get spoiled with like the E track and CTX. Um they are so dead on and you start to get a little lazy and stuff
3: and i'm like i'm about to start doing a dance like because i'm because i know already before i dig it, it it's down far enough it's likely going to be cool either way whatever it is and yeah i i don't know i just it's sometimes on some of them shallow ones like and and mark mark's pounding me hard sometimes at, at places where man he's just killing it and i'm just over there chasing the deep ones and it's just not happening,
4: and he, he's got a pocket full of silver, and I'm going, eh, I guess I'm up to the big shower stuff, You
3: stuff. Know? I don't know, though. There's a, there's a lot of times this year a lot more than I did. Well, it, yeah, it has happened, but. That's Bye, Mike, good talking to you.
2: Good night, guys. Thanks for coming on. I really enjoyed it. All right,
3: you guys, have everybody have a. Safe and wonderful evening, and watch out for mysterious floating balloons while you're out parking. Uh, right.
2: Hey, go through that. Where? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through that and send me it. I'm gonna
3: wait till I'm wait till the morning. Maybe tomorrow afternoon when I get home from work, uh, I'll look at it because I'll be honest. I'm gonna be kind of creeped out if, if it if it looks even worse than what I remember when I was there. If it's like, dude, if there's, if there's so much as like a shadow in that video, I'm I'm just never going down to that place again.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, right. You gotta, oh, you okay. gotta send that to me. You okay. gotta do that. That's your job. <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Good night, Bye. guys. where right, we go. We had a good show. Hey, I'm really Matt did so good. Kept up. Um, I just stayed on mute most of the time, so Matt could ask questions. I thought he did great. Great, and uh, hope you all enjoyed the show. Good night, everybody.
1: The All Metal Mode Podcast is sponsored by Digger's Den. If you are looking for a metal detector, get in touch with Mike or Brian. Together, they have years of experience with many different brands and models. They also truly enjoy what they do. You can contact them through Facebook at Digger's Den, visit the website at dddetectors.com, or give Mike a call. He makes it sound like it's so hard raising our boy, but trust me, he has time. 937 414 four, five, seven, eight.